Well, hello, taquistas. Welcome to the 18 podcast. I'm Victor Landa. Today's podcast was inspired, well, maybe not inspired, it's a reaction to something that Donald Trump said in the last presidential debate between he and Hillary Clinton. They were talking about immigration when he made this infamous, now infamous, bad hombres or bad hombres remark. And that sort of it, it touched something in me it, it, it was it was something that was like reminiscent of something from my childhood and i was trying to pinpoint it because it made me uneasy and meanwhile twitter was burning up with people commenting about his bad hombres remark and and what it meant to them and how that was really not it wasn't even dog whistle it was it was more blatant than that and it occurred to me that it was something that I had heard in Western movies when I was growing up as a kid. The way that Latinos or Mexicans specifically, the bandido stereotype was portrayed in those movies. And, and I had this image in my head of John Wayne in one of those movies. And, and it wasn't so much John Wayne in the movie, but it, I, re, I recall that it was a painting that I saw at the Alamo. It was a painting that used to hang in the Alamo of John Wayne beating off the Mexican invaders. And I never liked that painting. and I never liked going to the Alamo because of it. And what I did was I called my friend Bill Nericio, who is a professor at San Diego State University, uh, teaches uh, English and uh, Chicano studies and comparative literature. The guy's incredibly smart, and he has dedicated his uh, career to studying the place or the portrayal of Mexicans and Mexican-Americans in popular culture, Latinos in popular culture. So I thought he would be the right person to, to ask, to call, and to have this conversation about how uncomfortable it feels to have somebody on such a popular, such a large stage, national stage, use that dog whistle allusion to Mexicans in such a way. And uh, Bill uh, was very kind to take time off. He was in uh, Oklahoma City when I spoke to him, uh, attending a, a, a conference, an academic conference. And he took some time off during his lunch break, of all things, to, to talk to me. And, uh, and then when, when we finished the podcast, he went, back to his, he went back to his conference. And I thank him for that. So uh, here is my conversation with, uh, with Bill Nadisio about Trump's bad hombres remark. Listening to the debate last night, I heard Donald Trump come up with this uh, bad hombres line. Bad hombres, but the way he said it, bad hombres last night. And there was something about that line that triggered a memory. I don't know if it was a distant memory, a latent memory, but it just sounded like something that I would hear in a John Wayne movie. Uh, d describing Mexicans and and it just it, it sounded so dog whistle. Did you get the same idea or did something else happen to you? No, no, really. I mean, what we're listening to is someone uh, Anglo American whose consciousness was formed at a time where things were black and white. He he, Donald Trump probably grew up, you know, eating his his Wheaties, watching Gunsmoke or Bonanza, or Laredo, the streets of Laredo, uh, any number of uh, television. Uh, I mean, you could think of television in the 50s and 60s as, a, as, as like a, a projectile launcher. <laughs> and the, okay. projectile, the projectiles that it was launching was a world of good and bad. And the good, the good guys were 
wearing white hats usually, and they spoke English. And the bad guys in various disguises were Native Americans. They were, uh, there weren't too many African Americans, but, uh, and they were Mexican. They were bandits. Uh, the bandits. And that's what. Yeah, go ahead. That's where the whole ombre thing came from, right? Because that, that's almost like a classic line in any one of those movies. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it's a kind of prehistoric Spanglish spoken by English-speaking Anglo-Americans who want to put a little twang into their language, right? So, you know, I'm going to throw those varmints in the who's gal, you know? <laughs> yeah, who's yeah, gal? yeah. Is el juzgado, right? Exactly. Uh, are the men. So there's this this splattering of pigeon Spanish that makes its way into everyday Anglo discourse. And it's not like Spanglish by bilingual Mexicans. It's a it, it's just a kind of shorthand for talking about what everybody knows and what everybody agrees, which is these are some bad guys, and they're Mexicanos. And but there's something that that's um, that maybe it's not just everybody, but but it's uh, a message that is understood by a certain group of people. That it doesn't have to be explained explicitly. He just says that line, and people know exactly what he's talking about. Yeah, well, it's it's a code. It's yeah. a shared code language. You know, he's not saying hombres mexicanos. You know, he's saying, I better look out for them bad hombres, right? And you know, it's, it's like it, yeah, and it comes at a time when they were talking about immigration, the issue of immigration, what was on the table at the time that he uses that that line, that, that, that you know, typical Trump rhetoric that he's been uh, using so much. And, and he delivers it at a time where it makes perfect sense to those that are listening. Yeah, I mean, he's trying, you know, preacher with the choir, he's trying... You know, his choir's shrinking, and he's trying to, uh, uh, I mean, the metaphors are right there. He's trying to circle the wagons, right? Like the old West. <laughs> yeah, he's okay. circling the wagons. He's bad-mouthing the bad hombres. And, um, you know, he's achieving what he's trying to achieve in his own meager way. And you know what's interesting to me is I was I was wondering if if he had said this on purpose or it was just something that he picked from somewhere in the back of his brain and used it um, instinctively because he seems to be doing so much shooting from the hip. Uh, I don't know if it was something that he actually planned, like like thought I'm going to use this line if it comes up. It seems like it was something that just emanated, something that just like came out, uh, and and he didn't realize he was saying it probably till after he said it. But I think the intent. It was always there. Well, you know, Lang, you don't have to be a Freudian to know that uh, language is at the heart of our unconscious and that Freudian slips are, are slips because they they do tell us something about the, the measure of the man, the measure of the man's brain. And who knows? I mean, we've already seen what he's got, you know, uh, falling around inside that cracked warehouse of his. And, uh, and we've actually been the target of it continually during his uh, campaign as he's, you know, put his sights on Latinos all over the country with his uh, inflammatory rhetoric. And now, you know, uh, you know, maybe this was one last little burst, uh, a, a world, a, a scary little world. I mean, his brain is like a small furry forest mammal, always afraid that some animal's <laughs> going to get you, you know? You, you've got nasty women, you know, 
when he's the pussy grabbing fool, fool, right? Yeah, yeah. You got you get bad hombres when he's the bad hombre. I mean, he's you know he's pretty he's pretty twisted and sick himself. You know, the just today the tenth woman came forward that he's grabbing her without permission. I mean, I mean he's a dog. He's they seem to be they seem to he, be coming out one a day. That was the thing I resented the most about, you know, I wrote this book on Mexican stereotypes. I was just waiting, hoping, I even tried to get interviewed by the major networks because this, the the, the thing that struck me about Donald Trump from the start was, you know, it me thinks thou cries rape too much. It's as if he had rape on his imagination. And the funny thing is, he did. It turns out that yeah, the, and and the, the the alleged victims because we have to say alleged at this point, but but they, they seem well, to be you coming do, out. You do because you're a journalist. Yeah, <laughs> but but they seem to be coming out once a, one one a day, and and they're they're just piling up and piling up and adding to to what to what you really interestingly said, and and, and I like your metaphor. What was it? The, the, the small furry mammal brain. <laughs> what was that? Well, you know, like a little yeah, yeah. black kid, and it's always looking up, afraid of the hawk. It's gonna grab him, a, a nocturnal creature of the, and he is. He's like a nocturnal creature of the night with his iPad, doing his stupid tweets at four in the morning. Exactly. So he is. And he's not furry though, because you know he's got that fake hair. He's so <laughs> a furless nocturnal. Mammal. And and that uh, that uh, a bad hombres or hombres thing wasn't the only one he dropped yesterday because he also uh, he, what was it that that he called uh, Hillary Clinton he called her a nasty woman like and, and it wasn't even yeah. under his breath because he leans into the microphone to say it. No, he leaned in. You know, he's always punctuating her her uh, conversation with his own little stupid epithets. And that that was also, and, and not not that that it belongs to the same uh, idea that that he was putting across, but this idea of nasty women, of 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 vixens that 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 uh, Latinas have been portrayed, also in in this venue of John Wayne movies in the fifties and sixties, that they were always voluptuous and they were always just a little bit nastier than the rest of the women. Um, that seems to come from the same place in his brain, someplace. No, I mean. Well- I mean, it, it, it's it's classical Freudian projection. You call the other person what you yourself are, and in this case, he's a nasty son of a bitch, and he's a ugly old manioso grabbing women every everywhere he can. Wow, I'm I'm in a way uh, torn because I'm I'm glad that there aren't going to be any more debates, but I wish there were some more so that we would have more to talk to because I know that any time that he's given a microphone and especially such a big audience like the ones that that are drawn to the debates, and we don't know how many watched last night. The first debate was 80 million. The second one was 67 million. He thrives on that kind of thing. And I think that's kind of like an adrenaline rush for him where he just says all these uh, pendejadas because that's really what they are and and, and 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 just drives them home. So I'm kind of like sad that we're not going to have any more, but I'm, I'm pretty much tired already. I'm tired of this election. I wish it was over. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of sick of looking at his ugly face. I mean, and he doesn't look well either. He looks a little tasty. Looks a little. I know he doesn't drink, or he says he doesn't drink, but you know maybe he's been hitting the cocaine too much. Though last night he seems to have taken his antihistamines. I I only heard him sniff like twice. <laughs> I think there were some sniff counts that were uh, arranged, and and they didn't have much luck because he really didn't do it that much. 
and, and his microphone was working and, and everything else. So he really had nothing to whine about. But, but uh, you know, uh, all in all, this has been uh, up until now just a, such an interesting um, election for observers just of the process because we've never seen anything like it. And it, it, it really struck me yesterday when he used this term and it just kind of went by and not a lot of people really picked up on it. I know Twitter picked up on it. A lot of Latinos uh, in, on Twitter picked up on it. And, and because of that that dog whistle quality that that line had and especially at the time that it was delivered and it was uh the the first thing i thought of when i heard that line well maybe the second or third thing was i wonder what bill would have to say about this because i know that this is something that you've been dedicating uh most of your academic career to studying and not not specifically trump saying hombres but the the place that mexicans have had in popular culture and that's why i was so interested to see what you what you had thought of it Thank you. Well, I, you know, I appreciate the call, and uh, you know, I, I hope my my ruminating thoughts have have helped. Uh, uh, I'm I'm exhausted by this whole process, and I'm I'm ready for Donald Trump to to uh, to disappear. <laughs> you know, and, and as an observer of popular culture, there's all this talk about what he's really trying to do is land some sort of a big. Uh, program, TV program, or maybe even an, an, a network. Um, do you see him being at all successful in something like that? Oh well, there's nothing. No one, you know, anyone, any producer with some money is going to throw money at the project because they think they're going to get a quick return. I do think it'll be short-lived. Uh, the one thing Americans don't like is a loser, and uh, I think he's going to find. Uh, after the election, you know he's gonna he's gonna go back into to a closet, and who's gonna be in that closet? Sarah Palin, you know. Yeah, he's uh, gonna be in that heap. Well, the, elections do define people, uh, winners and the losers. They they get defined by how they did. So so this is a, a really a defining moment for him, and and I think he knows it, and I think that's why he's uh, acting out the way that he is. Uh, he couldn't act any other way. He is, uh, according to my Texpec Mex gallery blog, he is our pendejo, hashtag pendejo of the century. <laughs> of the uh, century, wow. Of the century. We have our honorary hashtag pendejo of the minute, but, uh, you know, step aside Sarah Palin, step aside Ann Coulter and Lou Dobbs. There's a new man on the block, a new bad hombre, and his name is Donald Trump. Yeah, hashtag the- the of the century. That's that whole, uh, going back to that whole imagery of there's a new sheriff in town and he's not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bill, well, thanks a lot for your time. I know that you are embroiled right now in a very important conference in, in Oklahoma. What's it like in Oklahoma City right now? Oh, it's great. They, they have a river walk. They ripped off San Antonio. I've never seen such a thing in the middle of the Midwest, but Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, has a river walk and... Uh, an old uh, brick town area, and uh, I'm having a blast. Oh, well, good. We'll continue having a blast. I'll let you go back to your conference, and uh, thanks for talking with us. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, you know, that isn't the only thing that Trump has said in these 18 or 16 months that since he first announced his candidacy for the presidency with that now infamous Mexicans are rapists uh, remark that he made way back then. And there has been so much more since. But uh, now that this 
campaign is luckily coming to an end. You know, he dropped he dropped this other bad hombres bomb, and I was glad that I was able to flush it out with, or flesh it out, which is the correct term. You guys know which one it is. Anyway, I talked it out with uh, with Bill, and I think it was a good conversation. And I'm glad that uh, that he was able to spend some time talking to us and putting this in in historic, cultural, pop cultural perspective. Anyway, I'm Victor Landa. This is the Dieciocho Podcast, and thanks for being with us, and we'll see you again next time. Bye-bye.